Father, we come to you in the name of Jesus. Thank you for this time, Lord, and this privilege of partaking of your word, which is life, Lord, and eternal life, Lord. Help us clear all the doubts, strengthen us and quicken us. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. So if you have any questions, get them ready. I just want to speak about something that uh, is a continuation about what I spoke on last week. And uh, I'm going to be speaking about it on Sunday. And so I just want you to understand what I'm going to be talking about. And I'm, I'm why the reason that I'm saying all this is because the Lord told me. Yeah? In, on Sunday, we went to Romans 8.1 and I spoke about how there is no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus who walk according to the Spirit. Yes, why? Because we are judged by the Spirit of God and I mean, the, our spirit, born again spirit. That is the Spirit of God. Yes, yes. Now, that led me to Romans 8.28. Yeah? Can you read that? Hey, Samuel. And we know that all things work together for good to those who love God, to those who are called, are called according to His purpose. Yes. So, it says, we know all things work together for the good, yes, that means what is good? Jesus said the only thing that is good is God. The plans that God has are for our good, yes? They whatever it works out together means what? That means something has gone astray, but it will work out, yes? For the good of those who love whom? God. God, yes? Yes, that means from your heart, not just professing and faking it. Yes, who are the called according to the purpose, the called. Yes, yes. So then, this because of wrong teaching or whatever denies the restorative power of God and his healing power because. You can understand the called in the wrong way. Because in Ephesians 4 1, it says, Walk worthy of your calling. Yes? Yes. And you can say, Well, the pastor is walking worthy of his calling. So he's the called. I am not called. So. What am I in this? What do I do? Do you yes. understand? Yes. This is a misunderstanding that must be addressed. The nail must be hit on the head so that it's cleared up. Yes? We should never doubt God's restorative power or His healing power. Never. Are you feeling cold? Yes. No, I'm fine. Huh? 
Then, if you sit there, is it better for you? Okay. Yeah. Or are you all feeling cold? Okay. Then I'll move the. Tell me when. No, wait, wait, wait. Now is it okay? Yes. Are you okay now? Yeah. Huh? Yes, yes. Okay. What was it talking about? Yes. We should never deny the good news. Because what is, how is the good news if we deny God's rest, restorative power? Because Jesus, right from Isaiah 61, He'll bring beauty from ashes. That's the whole passage. Yes? Do you understand? Do you understand? So, the good news is denied if your hope is deferred. If your hope is put away, if you don't have hope. Well then, how is the good news the good news? Yes? Good news is deferred if you are heavy laden. That is what Jesus said. Come to me who are weary and heavy laden. I will give you what? Rest. Rest. Do you understand? And if, if you are burdened by guilt or grief, how the good news is basically stolen from you. Because you don't know the truth which sets you free in the word and you don't understand the word. Do you understand? So like when I spoke to a, a man this week, uh, he said, no, we follow Christ, we do everything, we submit everything. I said, What's the point of the fruit? It's like saying, a man saying he's married to the woman and the woman doesn't even know him. What's the point? He can be faithful to her, but if they're not married, if the covenant is not there, that's what I meant to say. If the covenant of marriage is not there, what's the point in doing all the things of the covenant, except you don't have a covenant? doesn't make sense and if she does something else you get offended why didn't she do this I expected to because you don't have a covenant am I making sense yes that's why marriage is a covenant just like that we are under the new covenant and in the new covenant we know the mind of God we have the mind of Christ yes don't condemn yourself if you are a sheep if your heart is right you will hear his voice do you understand? It's like you train your muscle. You have to train yourself to understand His voice. How do you do that? Bible says in Romans 12 to renew your mind. That's how we do it. Do you understand? That's how you get more sensitive. You get more sensitive by fasting and praying. But according to what the Lord tells you. Fasting itself you know, it's good for lose, losing weight. <laughs> but if you want to get close to God, you know, God will tell you, put away certain things, add on certain things, like discipline. Do you understand? You need to discipline in your life. It's no use saying, oh, you're not a morning person. And then, do you understand? Because the gates are open in the morning. If you know what I'm saying. Do you understand? Spiritual gates, they're not all open at 12 o'clock midday. There's a time for that. There's a sun 
there's a time that sun rises. God, if God thought, okay, that's just too early or something like that, the sun rose randomly, how organized will we all be? I doubt if there's even life on earth, or if it's possible. Do you do, do understand? Yes? So, so, we need a revelation of God's unconditional love. And when we have that, it'll be beautiful. And because we don't have that, we struggle and struggle. Do you understand? And what this revelation does is give us purpose. In now we're talking about Romans 8.28. That means even purpose that is restored, God is able to restore fully your purposes and plans. Yes, there is no loss. There is no setback. Do you understand? In fact, nothing separates you from the love of God. No abuse. Nothing can lie. Nothing that life can throw at you is greater than the power of the blood of Jesus. That is why you must forgive. Otherwise, you won't be able to let go. Am I making sense? Yes, All this is are not spooky, pious religious terms. Why do you need to forgive so you can let go and you can move on? God will take care of them. My vindication comes from above. Yes? yes? Do you understand? So, we are a new creation. Yes? yes. We are... The, the old person no longer exists. Doesn't matter what you did in your past, before you met Christ, that doesn't exist. God doesn't remember that. Why are you bringing it up? Why are you allowing Satan to bring it up? There is therefore no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. Yes? So we are washed by the blood of Jesus. Is, is that clear? Yes, Pastor. Therefore the pain has to go and the condemnation has to go. It's not from God. In fact, it's demonic. Do you, do you understand? I don't mean physical pain. I mean, do you understand? Yeah? You have, do you understand? If it's hanging on, it could be habitual or it could be spiritual. Whatever it is, you bring it to your church or to your pastor. If you can't discern. Do, do you understand? Yes? So, remember, we have this covenant with God, our Heavenly Father. Do you understand? Can you go to Romans 7, 24 and read to Romans 8, 2. It's divided chapters and verses and for you, but you the idea you'll get when you read that. Romans 7, 24 to Romans 8, verse 2. O wretched man that I am. Yes, you are completely wretched. Yes, we agree. Yes. What else? <laughs> Everybody look at him and say, Oh, what a wretched man that you are, yes? Because it says uh, biblically, you're, you've said so yourself. Yeah? Okay, read that again. Yeah? Oh, wretched man that I am, who will deliver me from the body of death? I thank God through Jesus Christ our Lord. 
So then with the mind I myself serve the law of the God, law of God, but with the flesh the law of sin. There is therefore now no condemnation to those who are in Christ Jesus, who do not walk according to the flesh, but according to the Spirit. For the law of the Spirit of life in Christ Jesus has made me free from the law of sin and death. So are you wretched anymore? Do you understand? The reason why I'm saying all this is because you're no longer wretched. But you old person, you could have said, is wretched. But Paul said, my old man was crucified with Christ. Do you understand that? Yes? yes? yes. Now, this is what I spoke about last week. How we are judged in the Spirit. Yes. Now, I want you to, you to read Romans 8, 28-30. And we know that all things work together for good to those who love God, to those who are the called according to His purpose. For whom He foreknew, He also predestined, predestined to be conformed to the image of His Son, that He might be the firstborn among many brethren. Moreover, whom He predestined, He also called. Whom He called, He also justified. And whom He justified, these He also glorified. Yes. Yes. So, because people don't understand this fully, because the revelation of God is progressive, some people have understood this predestined to be predestination, meaning you have no will. God predestined that whether Steve will be saved and Rebbe will not be saved. So then why should I preach the gospel? If you're going to be saved, and you're going to be saved anyway. Don't make a doctrine on that. That's why I'm very careful about not making doctrines on the revelation given to me by God. Because I do not know if it's complete or not. But this predestination, if you understand it from the Bible, you will know that it is not that. You don't have a free will to determine that God determines for you. It is not that. There's something more. And I've taught about this in the orientation program, but I'll bring it up to your remembrance again. Yes? So that we understand this portion clearly. Do you understand? Now, there are two categories here. Those who for new, yes, that means new before, and those who God did not know before. Obviously, I knew that man. I knew Steve. But I don't know George. See, who's that? Like uh, once my car broke down uh, near the... Uh, um, at that time we had a gate in, uh, in, in that place. I forget the name of the place. Eh? The railway gate. It was closed. I turned the car off. It was raining heavily and it wouldn't turn back. So I called my cousin who was staying with me and because at that time I was staying in George Park and this is near. So he came running over and we, we, we couldn't see anything in the car because it was totally dark also. So he said, hang on, I'll go to uh, the house across the uh, uh, street and ask for a torch. So he went I said, I want a torch, basically. And the lady said, George just left. But what do you want? A torch. 
So, you got you got his torch. Somebody in the house is called George, and the lady heard George. Do you understand? Yeah, do you understand? When he said torch. So then we started the car. Said return George. <laughs> so, but here what I'm saying is there are two categories. Those who he foreknew, he knew before, and those who he didn't know. What is that know? What is that knowledge? Let's go to Adam and Eve's example in Genesis 4.1. Who's turn is to read? Okay, read Genesis 4.1. Now Adam knew Eve's wife, and she conceived and bought Cain, and said, I have acquired a man from the Lord. So, this knowledge it's a relationship. It's based on a relationship, yes? Because this is not a conception like Mary's. The Holy Spirit didn't overshadow even to understand. So this knowledge is an intimate, in this case, a sexual relationship. Same way God has to know us. And that knowledge is the knowledge when he created us. Because he knows us. Do you understand? You get what I'm saying so yes. far, yes? Yes. And this knowledge, whom we foreknew, because we were created. That means there are people who are not created by God. You could take it that way, or it could be that, okay, you... you take diplomacy, diplomacy to its fullness and say, there are people who are created by God but do not know God. Take it either way you want, but you understand that, yeah, two categories. I'm not going to go into who God has not created and what not. But if you notice in the good news, it says whom God had created and whom God had not created, he destroyed with the flood. Now you understand, basically. Yeah, I'm not going to go. So, basically, who makes up these two categories? Because we have to know from Scripture, no? It's not enough for me to tell you that there are people here and there. But we have to be exact. So, whom did he not know? Go to Genesis 3.15. And I will put enmity between you and the woman, and between your seed and her seed. He shall bruise your head, and you shall bruise his heel. Ah, between your seed and her seed. Her seed is human. Yes. His seed is what? Oh, your seed is what? Serpent's seed. Serpent's children. He did not know. Yes, but the woman's seed is a creation. Adam had a son in his image, but it was generally in the image of God, but dead spirit, which was then clothed with Christ. You understand? Yes. Two categories, yes? yes? Uh, let me expound on this further through the word, yes? Go to Matthew thirteen thirty.
13 verse 30. Let both grow together until the harvest, and at the time of harvest I will say to the reapers, first gather together the tires and bind them in bundles to burn them, but gather the wheat into my barn. Yes. Now, there's a lot of things, but I want you to understand three things. First, who planted these stairs? Read the Bible. Enemy. Do you understand? While the good man or the farmer was sleeping, yes? You're not going to go in there, but the enemy planted the stairs. The stairs. Our enemy is human or spiritual? Spiritual. Paul says that our struggle is not against flesh and blood. Yes? yes. So it is the same category or the same camp as the serpent. Understand that much, yes? yes. So it's spiritual, yes? yes. That spiritual entity can, uh, planted these tares. Mm -hmm. But these tares look just like the wheat or are growing up with the wheat. People know they're tares, but they're growing up. And if you pluck them out, then you will destroy the wheat with them. That's what Jesus is saying, yes? yes. F second thing, um, uh, yeah. First, gather together the tares. Just say that? Yes. And then bind them into bundles and burn them, yes? Yes. But gather the wheat into my barn. So first gathering is a gathering of tears. I taught that in any church, but it's there in the word. Second gathering is a gathering of the wheat. You read that portion, you'll understand. I'm not going to go into that. Yes? It's a gathering, the rapture. I don't know. I'm not telling you now or one way or the other. I'm just making highlighting this two types two types gather together the tares and bind them into bundles and to what to burn them burn them why where is burning happening early judgment was by flood the second judgment is by fire and these are the second point, these are people in the church. <laughs> Do you understand? That's why my sheep know my voice. Jesus said that. Do you understand? You are not part of that tear system or whatever. Do you understand? If you were, I would tell you. But you are not serpent seed, any of you. Am I clear? And don't, so don't let your mind go there, yeah? And condemn yourself with that, yeah? Oh, Pastor said I'm a tear. I'm a serpent seed. No, I didn't say anything like that, yeah? But I just made aware, made you aware of that. Because our struggle is not against flesh and blood. That is why we ought not to post everything on Facebook. That is why we ought to be careful and listen to the Lord even telling what we do in Christ. If you notice, I don't post our practices on the, in the main group, do I? Except for the last one, I said listen to that and tell me. Yes. 
Why? Because that was an outreach by itself. Because I know people who got touched by that. Even though we may think it's not good. Or, or I may think it's not good. People have told me, oh, you sang well. I said, that's not singing. And to some people I asked, are, you, are they tone, tone deaf? Because obviously, no, I was man, managing all these things and do you understand? But they got the message of the gospel. That is the whole intention of this. Do you understand? Coming back to this. You are not tears, yes? Are you clear with that? Yes. But clearly the Bible says that there will be tears and the wheat in the same field. Otherwise, you can pluck the tears out, no? Yes. Do you understand? Now, that field can include the church. Meaning, the real church, God will know who are his. But there are people who just worship him for the sake of worshiping. There are pastors I know who do atrocious things to the sheep and milk them just to get a living. They're living. I used to say, uh, I heard a joke that uh, when you go to a dentist, he'll charge you the smut and you, uh, when you ask him about why, why are you charging the smut, he says, no, I need that money to buy that new boat. Do you understand? So uh, are pastors like that? Have they become like that? I don't know. I'm just telling you. Do you understand? Yeah. But I'm not going to go into that. And the third thing, Actually, I, I, should, I will not go into this, but go to Revelation 14, 15. 14, 15 and 16. So Revelation chapter 14, 15 and 16. Revelation 14, verses 15 and 16. If you are there, can you read that? And another angel came out of the temple, crying with a loud voice to him, who sat on the cloud, Trust in your sickle and reap, for the time has come for you to reap, for the harvest of the earth is ripe. So he who sat on the cloud thrust in his sickle on the earth, and the earth was reaped. Okay. Revelation 14, 15 and 16, yes? Yes, Pastor. I'm not going to read the whole chapter 14. Now there was an angel, yes? yes, came out of the temple. Yes, who lives in the temple? God the Father. And what is an angel? A messenger. Are you getting? So God sends a message, and that message is carried by the angels, and the angel with a loud voice. To him who sat on the cloud. Who sits on the cloud? To him. Is the H capitalized? Yes, it is. So is it the Father, the Son, or the Holy Spirit? The Son. The Father is in the temple. The Holy Spirit, whose temple we are. So that leaves only the Son, yes? yes. To him. H is capitalized, yeah? Yes, Pastor. Who sat on the cloud, yes? Have you tried sitting on a cloud? Oh, don't try that, yeah? Okay. 
thrust in your sickle and reap. Yes? Father is telling the son, thrust in your sickle and reap. For the time has come for you to reap, for the harvest of the earth is ripe. Yes? Then, so he sat, so he who sat on the cloud thrust his sickle on the earth, and the earth was reaped. Yes? yes. So you understand the progression of this? Yes. yes? So this happens, then something else happens in the same chapter. In, we are on Revelation 14. Yes? Go to 17 19. I'm not reading the whole thing. What does it say? Then. Uh, then another angel came out of the temple which is in heaven he also having a sharp sickle ah, so then another angel came out another that means a different angel another angel came out of the temple who is in the temple? God. the father God is the father, son and the holy spirit the father is yes, yes. which is in heaven yes and he also, the H is not capitalized, that's so talking about the angel. He also having a sharp sickle. Yes? Continue. And another angel came out from the altar who had power over fire, and he cried with a loud cry to him who had the sharp sickle. Okay. So now we are dealing with another angel. Yes? Came out from the Read your Bible. Altar. Is it too cold for you? No. Then... Huh? It's fine. Okay. So it came out from the altar. What is that? In the tabernacle of Moses, there was an altar of incense, yes? There was the menorah, the altar of incense, and the showbread, yes? What is the altar? The prayer of the saints, yes? The incense. Do, do you understand? I'm shortening it, yes? From there, another angel came out. The first, uh, the, an, the angel came out of the temple, was told to come out by the Father. Yes. The second angel came out because of the prayer. Do, do you understand? The prayer is powerful of the saints you get this so so much yeah because all this i may not be talking about on sunday do, do, do you understand yes so another angel came out of the altar who had the power over fire what does that mean huh what what did you say Rats. No. Fire. Who brings fire from heaven? God does. But who brings fire in the last days? False fire. The devil. So it could mean that. It could also mean the wrath of God. What do it is here we are all that is for you understanding when you read the Bible you get it. I'm not going to go into that, yes? But 
he had power or fire. And that means fire had no authority over him. If that's so, is the fire from God? No. Did you understand the logic behind it? Yes? And because God has given all authority. And nowhere in the Bible it says he is given authority through an angel to overcome the wrath of God. So this fire could be talking about the devil's fire, false fire, or wrath, whatever. You with me on this? Yes, so far, yes? And he cried with a loud cry to him who had a sharp sickle. So what did he do? He had authority and he spoke with that authority to him who had the sharp sickle. So he transferred the authority to the angel with the sharp sickle who was sent by God our Father. You understand, yes? So that is what means he cried with a loud cry. Yes? Have you noticed when God moves in authority, my volume level grows up. Yes, it does. I have, when I look at the recording, I'm like, what is this? I understand what it is. Do you understand? Same thing, Joe Sangal, who passed away recently, used to say, when the authority of God is on him and when he's on stage, he will say things like, Kabadi Bhakti Kaad, hey, looking at somebody. And afterwards, he'll be like a mouse. Oh, they'll confront him. And do you understand? And he'll need other people to defend him. But the truth, you cannot deny. Do you understand? Yes? Do you understand? Yes? Anyway. So that is why he cried with a loud cry to him who had the sharp sickle, saying, Thrust in your sharp sickle, and gather the clusters of the wine of the earth, for her grapes are fully ripe. There's a lot from this that you can understand if you really understood the Bible. But here, whose wine is this? Wine of the earth. Yes? Are you the wine of the earth? Or are you Jesus's? It's Jesus. He said, I am the true wine. You see the difference? Yes, Pastor. Yes? Now you know why he said, I am the true wine. Yes? So you're not the wine of the earth. So this was not talking about you and me. Yeah, but it says, thrust in your sharp sickle. And gather the clusters of the wine of the earth, for her grapes are fully ripe. That means the wrath is full. The cup is full. God said to Abraham, No, the cup of the Amorites are not, is not full yet when it's full. So, do you understand? I'm digressing, but do you understand? That means it, whatever they produce, whatever the fruit is, is ripe. For what? Harvest. Yes? And so the angel thrust a sickle into the earth and gathered the wine 
of the earth and threw it into the great winepress of the wrath of God. Is that you? Obviously not. But what is happening here? The earth is reaped. What is happening here? Meditate on this. Do you understand? But you understand the two categories. I'm talking about that now. Now it's clear, no? Yes, yeah, I'm not going to go into that and where the rapture is and how many raptures there are and all this. Yeah, because if you go into that, we'll go on till, I don't know, next year. Yeah, I don't know. But these are things maybe I have not taught in one sitting, but occasionally I've mentioned it. Do you understand? But is this much clear yes. from the scripture? Yes. Yes? That is not normally taught in the churches. Why? Because of denominational understanding or traditional understanding of stupid things. You should know what the Bible says. I'm not saying they're wrong. You know, it's just that they don't understand it properly. They may speak the words out, but that those words mean something to them, but another thing to those who are in the covenant. And we are those in the covenant. Are you clear? So yes, be Pastor. exact, yes? But coming back, you understand the two categories. Yes, Among that, there are the good, there are the bad, and there are the ugly. So when the movie was made, the good, the bad, and the ugly was prophetic. <laughs> Don't know about them. Never mind. We'll go back in Romans eight thirty. It says, "Whom he predestined, these he also called." Yes? yes. So we need to understand who the called are. So with that context, there's the good, the bad, and ugly. Yes, yes you, you you understand it. Those who are called, the call according to his purpose. That is in Romans 8.28, yes? So, who are the good? Let's go to scriptures quickly. Matthew 13.23. But he... Oh, yeah, you turn to read, no? Yeah. But he who received seed on the good ground is he who hears the word and understands it, who indeed bears fruit and produces some a hundredfold, some sixty, some thirty. Yes. That is the good. That means you listen, you understand, and you change, and you receive, and you accept, and you bear fruit. I'm shortening it. That's a good. Yes? Who is the bad? Read... 1 Corinthians 5, 10 to 11. Yet I certainly did not mean with the sexually immoral people of this world, or with the conscious or extortioners, or extortioners, extortioners or idolaters, since then we would need to go out of the world. But now I have written to you not to keep company with anyone named 
a brother who is sexually immoral or cultures or an idolator or a reviler or a drunkard or an extortioner extortioner not even to eat with such a person this is paul writing to the church anyone named a brother brother what Son the same mother? No. A saint. Someone who is born again. If he is what? Sexually immoral or covetous or an idolater or a reviler. All this have different meanings. Yes? You must understand. Or a drunkard or an extortioner. That means what? You are extorting something from a person be it a ransom doesn't make me an extortioner when I ask Elan for the ransom mm -hmm. for Rebbe. That is different. Yes, don't say our pastor is an extortioner. No. <laughs> Do you understand? But extorting something out of someone because of their weakness, because you're in a higher position of strength or something. It can be anything, yes? Not even to eat with that person. That person is part of the church. This is after trying to get, get them back and all that. If they're continuing that, if they set their mind on this thing, they are the bad. Clear? Yes, Pastor. It is of all of them. God says, okay, leave them to the devil. Let him take care of them. On the day of the Lord, they'll be saved. Do you understand? I taught you all this before, yes? yes? Do you understand? So that calls for discernment and understanding. That's why, like the man said, um, who was ministering to, why don't you then go to all the hospitals and pray so that everybody is healed? I told him, if the Lord tells me, I'll go. So if the Lord doesn't tell you, he said, that means God wants some people sick that's why he's not telling you i said no god is not telling me because he knows that i'm human that i have limitations but if you have the power of the lord there will be no limitations i said yes that's true but jesus was god was he not he said yes because he was a christian he said yet he used the boat to preach the gospel to people who were there he asked simon said, give me a boat, let me preach. Why did you do that? He could have magically, mystically snapped his finger and all the people would understand the gospel. He didn't have to say a word. Or he could have been like Superman floating up and then broadcasting to everybody. But because he was born of a woman, because he was a seed of man, son of man, he then used the boat. And then he preached. What is that sound? Is that here or outside? Is the window open? It's very clear. Huh? So maybe we need more soundproofing, yeah? Because it was very clear. We should not be able to hear some person's phone ring who was on the road, yeah? It sounded like they were sitting in the sofa, yeah? What was I talking about? Ah, yes. 
Jesus used the boat. Why? Because he was human. He spent nights praying so that he knew the Father's will. Why? Because he was human. Just like that, I told him. God doesn't want me to go to the hospital because maybe because of that. Then there are some people who just want healing. They don't want Jesus. Maybe I would get angry, not God. Then I would end up cursing them. I don't know. <laughs> Do you understand? Yes? But yes. If the Lord tells me, I'll pray. I prayed for that man. Do you understand? All this is there. Back to where I'm talking about. What was I talking about? I forgot. No, 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 no. After that, uh, when I spoke about the humanity of that I have, I'm faced before that. Do you remember? No, if I don't remember either. Then leave it, yeah? Okay. So keep company with anyone who is named a brother. Yes? So. That phone call maybe put, distracted me. I don't know, something. Yeah, because I'm not getting that flow of that I... Do you remember what I was talking about, Samuel? What about you, Steve? We're talking about extortion now. Hmm. After that? I'll be there and playing in the video because I, when you play through it, you can understand what I'm... But, uh, do you remember? Anyway, anyway coming back. Who are the ugly? What is ugliness? Let me put it very clearly, in a simple way, human terms. When you look at the mirror, in the mirror, do you find yourself do you f looking at someone who is handsome? Or beautiful or ugly. I, I don't want you to answer me. Yeah? It's not about that. If you view yourself as God's creation, would you see yourself as ugly? But if you view yourself without God, then you are left to your own devices. If you are narcissist, you would think, oh, you are the most handsome fellow or you know, like someone said that. Do you understand? That you're God's gift to the other opposite sex. And you can look at them and admire her. You can do that only for some time, but when you get old, then what? Do, do you understand? Yes. So who are the ugly? The people who are deceived? The people who condemn themselves? People who don't know who they are in Christ, even though they want to be in Christ. These are my terms, I'm just saying. But to them, the Lord says this. Go to Matthew eleven twenty-eight. 28. 
come to me, all you who labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Yes. To the ugly, God says, come to me, and I'll give you rest. After that ugliness, I'll show you who you really are. I'll make all things beautiful in its time. So if you think you're ugly, there's hope for you. That's not in the beauty parlor, it's in Jesus Christ. Amen? Amen. Do you understand? So it doesn't mean you abandoned your looks and what God has given you. No, there should be a proper balance. Do you understand? That's why Paul says, you know, if a woman should not have braided hair, that's not talking about braided hair, it's a heart. Nowadays, if you have braided hair, that means nothing. If you have your hair and pigtails, maybe you are century old. I don't know. <laughs> or you are part of the Indian culture putting oil and coconut oil at somebody I know. Yes, but who I'm not going to mention. But do you understand? And braid the hair with three strands and whatnot, yeah? And they think it's good. No. Paul is not talking about that. Paul is talking about the inner man in Christ through a relationship with God our Father empowered by the Holy Spirit. That has to be real. If it's not real, ask and you will get, you'll receive. Yes? Do you understand? Those are the ugly. I'm not going to go in, into it further. But you understood. There's a good. Yes? There's the bad. And there's the ugly. So ugly wants to be good. The bad doesn't want to be good. Ugly, ugly wants. Okay, I want that, but I'm not able to get that. But now there is no condemnation. Are you getting what I'm saying? Yes? Yeah, provided you want to be good. Are you clear that much? Yes? Okay. Now, the whole you. In 1 Thessalonians 5, 23, I spoke about this last week. May your whole spirit, soul, and body. Yes? So the whole you is what? Spirit, soul, and body. Yes? You with me? Yes? Now, go to Genesis 2, 7. And the Lord God formed man of the dust of the ground and breathed into his nostrils the breath of life. And man became a living being. Yes. That is the New King James Version. In the King James Version, it says, Man became a living soul. So your soul gets born when the Spirit of God touches the body made by God. It died, the Spirit died, the Spirit of God died when man fell. Yes. And then man was only led by the soul and the body yes. until you clothed with Christ. Then your spirit is born again. That is what born again is. You understand, yes? yes so, so can a body exist by itself?
And the Lord God formed man of man of the dust of the ground and breathed into his nostril the breath of life. Yes. And man became a living soul. Yes. So when I say a body, you could take it as an unbeliever because they are living by their body. Even though they are so, they'll... The body is a God, yes? Yes. So a body can live by itself. Can a spirit exist by itself? What? Is, is it? Yes, of course. There's a loaming class, yes? Yes. So there is the loaming class. That can exist by itself. And there is the body class. To make make you understand, yes? But can a soul exist by itself? No. Because a soul is formed when the spirit... Do you understand? Because a soul needs the body. When the body becomes unfunctional, you who are part of the body say that we who are part of the body say that person is dead and the soul leaves. Do you understand? And that soul is now given a new body in the resurrection, whether they believe or they don't believe. But if your soul is saved, that's another thing. Do you, do you understand? So your soul can exist by itself, cannot exist by itself, yes? Do, do you understand? That is why when the Spirit, God breathed into his nostrils the breath of life and man became a living soul. Yes? You understood the concept, yes? Yes, Master. There are souls that are from God. There are souls that God does not know. You understand that much yes now we go back though to romans 8 28 onwards those whom he foreknew he predestined then he called then he justified then he glorified all that is there we've read that yes now when god is dealing with those whom he foreknew he writes down your job description when you descend down to the earth class. And that is written down in basically a book. We have to understand this from scripture. Can you go to Psalm 56 verse 8? You number my wanderings, put my tears into your body. Are they not in your book? Yes. Are they not where? In your book. That means she has a book, yes? yes. Nowadays, because of technology, is using Apple or Android, yes? No. God has a book. Um, do you understand? Yeah, God doesn't depend on man's technology. I'm making a joke, yes? yes. Do, do you understand? He has better technology than what we can hope and imagine, yeah? 
go to Psalm 69, 28. Psalm 69, verse 28. Let them be blotted out of the book of serve living and not be written with the righteous. Yes, again here I just want to highlight that there is a book. Yes, go to Psalm 139 verse 16. Hundred and thirty nine verse sixteen, yes. Your eyes saw my substance being yet unformed, and in your book they all were written, the days fashioned for me, when as yet there were none of them. Ah, that means your days fashioned for you. I I say it's your job description, but here God has written them down in a book. That is why he says, My plans for you are for your good. Just because he's written down doesn't mean you follow that. You follow that how? Jesus said, I see, I do only what I see my father do. You get the connection. I'm not going to go into that. Now, go to Revelation 20, verse 12. And I saw the dead, small and great, standing before God, and books were opened. And another book was opened, which is the book of life, and the dead were judged according to their works by the things which were written in the books. Yes. So here we come across the plurality. Mm -hmm. There are many books, but there is one book of life, Mm -hmm. which is among many books. In one book, our tears are written down. And our wanderings are written down. And why are they the same? Because we wander away from God and that causes tears. And God, that comes back to what Romans 8.28 is all about. Because of lack of time, I may not be able to finish it. Yeah, but you need to understand this. Maybe I'll continue um, speaking from here onwards. So, for doubt. I just truncate this much in five minutes, then I'll continue from here. Yeah, but I'll continue. It's what eight thirty already. Yeah, and so I don't want to keep you too late. Yeah, that's why. So now you understand, God has a plan for us. Yes. For those who He foreknew. Hmm. You see that how it's connected. Yes. yes we. It's up to us to understand what they are. That's why we must seek God, yeah? And God, our Father, will reveal it to us through the Holy Spirit. And then we walk according to that plan. It's that simple. Do you want to say it's not burdensome? And that's why His plans and His things are not burdensome. And we are created for that, yes? I'm going to get into that, yes? But we're talking about the purpose, the word purposes. So our purpose is written in the book. It's according to the book. They're pre-written in advance in a book. (laughs) That means 
In there's a duplicate of that, a false thing called Chatakam. You feel born in a certain star and in this alignment, that alignment, then your life will be like that, and the book is written. That is not the same book. Half lies and half truth. Do you understand? Yes. Depending on the astrologer, how demonically invest, infested he or she is. Do, do you understand? That is not this. Where there is the truth, there is also the false. You getting me? Yes? So, his purposes, his plans are pre-written in advance, yes? Now, even when you go, do you know what A-W-O-L is? It's a military term, absent without official leave. That means you're in a camp, you're meant to think, but okay, this camp is in Switzerland, in January. And I say to myself, huh, I'm in Switzerland, let me go see the mountains, let me go. So I sneak out and I go and I, so in the camp, when they take uh, the, the, what, what the, the role, they will mark me as A-W-O-L, a wall. Yeah, but, but it, it doesn't matter, yeah? Even if you are that, in Christ, You're absent from Christ without leave, yeah? You go on your own wanderings, yeah? Yes. You understand, yes? You number my wanderings, yes? Put your tears in, my, in your bottle, yes? Are they not in your book? You see what I'm saying? So, purpose is the word prothesis in Greek. That is what is used in, in, in when you read who are called according. What, what does Romans 8.28 say? All things work together for the good of those who are called according to what? Yes. Who love God and? Who are according to His purpose. Yes. Do you understand? That one of the words we have in English is pro, we understand that, that word is prothesis. If you break it down, which I'm not going to do that, but I'm just going to say it out so that you understand. One of that is pro, the word we get thesis from. Hmm. What is thesis? It is how and why of these things. When you get a doctorate, you make a thesis you, so that people who are listening will understand how, why, where, what, when, why does this happen? That is pro-thesis. Pro means before that happened. Before that happened, God wrote it down. The other word, now there's a lot more. I'm not, I haven't even reached half yet. Yeah? There's a lot more. But that's why I said I'll spread it up, yeah? We get the word in English that is prosthesis. Same word. His purpose. What is the prosthesis? When your limb is cut off, you 
where a process is for the purpose for which, for example, if it's your arm, for the purpose it was created for. That is what we have a processes. So, you might wander away and you might cause your plants to get amputated. But the pro prothesis of God, prosthesis of God, replaces that with his calling in you. I'm, I'm putting it in a nutshell, yes? Do you, do you understand, yes? That is the second word, that this purpose. And you, the, you, this word processes is derived from the same Greek word for purpose, yes? Do you, do you understand? Because pro, a prothesis re resolves purpose. Do you understand, yes? What does that mean? Before Paul met Jesus, was he a good man? No. But God said, I got this. So before he met Jesus, he was not a good man. But if you read the Bible carefully, you understand, even Paul, though he had a vision, was a work in progress. And even that, God said, I got this. So get back to God, yes? Do you understand? Nothing catches God by surprise. God knows your wanderings, yes? God knows the splotches that we make. I use the word splotches because I was no, not any good at painting. But I good at making splotches. Do, do you understand? Yes? God says His plan is to restore your purposes. You may consider yourself 100% useless. That is why you may think that you are ugly. But God says, I got this. I'll turn this into beauty. What you think is ashes. Do you, are you getting a revelation of this? Yes? Do you understand? Hallelujah. And I just want to say one more thing. When God made you and me, He measured out what we need according to our calling. And that's already blessed us. In Ephesians one it says you're already blessed with all spiritual things. It's already there. What do you need to do? You need to activate by faith and walk in it. Do you understand? You don't desire healing gifts, as some people have said, to follow somebody else's ministry. What has God told you? That you do. Yesterday, Rebbe said, Pray for my aunt. Can you pray for my aunt? And I was like, yes, God has told me to generally pray, but what is a specific thing? Then God told me, ah, you pray. There is something that I mentioned that is spiritual. God said, I'll take care of that. You pray. Do you understand? So I did. 
didn't make any sense to me, but I did. Do you understand? It didn't matter whether she received the prayer or not. God told me to pray and that his word will be effective. Do you understand? Same thing today with practice. God told me to take a break. So that is the relationship. We are not always perfect, but he perfects that which concerns us. And his plans for us are for our good. And what does Romans 8, Romans 8, 28 say once again? And we know that all things work together for good to those who love God, to those who are the called according to his purpose. Yes, that means his purpose and his plans are already written down. He's not going to change that. What is going to change is the decisions you make with your soul. That's why your name could be blotted blotted out from the book of life. Jesus said that. In Revelation chapter 2, and do you understand? But what he has planned is written down. So, therefore you're good for our benefit. So, get with it. It's that simple. And God doesn't condemn you if you fall while you're trying to get back to that. Because he knows that, yeah, you might fall because you're all born in sin, except me. Yeah? No, I'm just kidding. Yeah? Do you understand? Yes? I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Yes? Okay. People will think what? No. Do you understand? God has written our story. In Ephesians 1, um, verse 10, it says, uh, We are his workmanship. Yeah? Does it say that? Or is it in 210? 2.10, yes? 2.10, yes? Just read that. I'll wind up with that. For we are his workmanship, created in Christ Jesus, mm. for good works which God prepared beforehand that we should walk in them. Okay, now, I don't have the scripture here because it's there, but there's, there's a lot more to cover. Yeah? Mm. One word for workmanship. The word used is poema. In English, we understand the word poem. We are his poem. Hallelujah. Remember what I said about song and the sounds and everything? We are his poem. So you might think, oh, there's no rhyme, there's no reason, but God's got this. Hallelujah. This is the good news. God's got this. We are his poem. Do you understand? Like we were talking about Paul, no? He was not a good man, no? But what does he say in Christ? Go to 2 Corinthians 7 2, I think, yeah, I think because I'm not done this. What does 2 Corinthians 7 2 say? Who's going to read? Uh, uh, yeah. Open your hearts to us. We have wronged no one. We have corrupted no one. Ah, we have wronged no one. How can Paul say that? What audacity for him to say that, yeah? Because he, he was standing when Saul was killed. But he says here, I have wronged no one. Hallelujah. 
Do you understand? That doesn't absolve you of the crimes you did in the world. Get me right. But there are people who are in prison for those crimes who are more free than people who are outside the prison. Because I've heard testimony, after testimony of people in death row saying, I'm more free in here than anywhere else because of Jesus Christ. Do you understand? So it doesn't matter whether they're set free or not. They're free. Do you understand? That is how we ought to walk in the freedom that Christ has won for us. Stand fast in the liberty for which Christ has set us free. Do not be yoked together in the bondage. What does it say that? Galatians 5 verse 1. Do you understand? So, what you need to understand God is that God doesn't look at your past and Rabbi was like this. No. Because a lot of things can be said about our past. Even if we have grown up in the church like Samuel has. But Christ doesn't look at our imperfections. We are perfect. Because we are judged based on that spirit. And the new body God will give. Where is your soul? Is it ugly? Then get back. Now is it clear? Yes, Pastor. Yes? yes. So meditate on this and watch tomorrow's session because that, you know, it's going to be the continuation of this. Yeah, because, yeah, one more thing. I spoke about this song called Amazing Grace. Yes, it was written by a former slave trader called John Newton. He got touched by Christ and he wrote one of the most popular songs. And he was a pastor of um, a guy called, if I'm right, um, John Wilberforce or something like that. I don't remember. Um, this guy, John Wilberforce, was the most instrumental guy in erasing slavery throughout the British Empire. So God has got a purpose for you. How? John Newton, who was a slave trader, got saved. And he preached to this guy who enacted the laws to set all the captives free. God's got a purpose for us, all of us. That is what Romans 8.28 means and more. Understand that there is no condemnation. But this is not a Thing, fairy tale gospel that you believe something you got to know what the scripture says do you understand that yes, yes? so let's pray hallelujah thank you Lord hallelujah for taking this time to teach us your word thank you for the understanding for the revelation that we have 
for this new covenant of grace and love and hope in you and because of you, Lord. I surrender all the people here, those who are listening to us on the radio, on television, on YouTube, and whatever, Lord, means, Lord. And I pray that you touch each and every one of us, Lord, and change us. That we go from strength unto strength, from faith unto faith, and from glory unto glory, until we meet you in person. In Jesus' name, fulfill your purpose in us, Lord, so that we hear that those words, well done. Well done, my faithful servant. Well done. Hallelujah. Let's run the race. Let's fight the good fight of faith. And let us finish the race set before us. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Amen.